Hello guys and welcome to His Unlikely Source Podcast. I am your host Kimberly and I would like to welcome all of you back. And if you haven't, please click share and subscribe. Give a review for this podcast. And um, don't forget to check out my website at www.hisunlikelysource.org. And I hope everybody's doing well in this season and staying prayed up and um, taking care of yourself. So today I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome, committing to your truth. First, I I want to get off the bat and let y'all know that I am not a religious person, but I am spiritual. And I have proof of that on my college um, transcripts because I failed religious studies. All because my lack of <laughs> being, you know, trusting others, especially God, I could not and would not receive anything that was being trying to be taught to me in class. And there was this one question that this teacher kept asking everybody that God is true. I couldn't even say that. That's because I was coming from a very broken place, trying to do something different with my life. And, but I wanted to know more because, hey, I was in that class. So, and I wasn't going to go get help from other people. I didn't trust you. <laughs> so, I mean, even from after dealing with abuse or of any kind, I would not go get help from, I guess, quote unquote, the professional. So, what had to happen was the Spirit of God had to sit me down and we both had to listen. I wanted to know who he was and he wanted me to know who he was and the fact that remains is that when I when I was on my journey the challenge came like right now I'm a part of Patrice Washington's creative for purpose challenge so it was basically almost like that so yesterday when we was talking well when she was doing the um, live this story came back to me it was how he, how my relationship grew with God. I mean, even to the point where he was revealing scriptures to me that I have yet not yet read yet. So, I mean, that was kind of weird to me, but it was true. It was true. Okay, he didn't want me to, I just couldn't be, I was listening to the, to certain people on YouTube, I was listening to gospel music and so forth, and I was doing my studies, going to school, but I was trying to change my mind on certain things, and one thing was that when I stopped drinking, and in that, when, during that period, I used to say, God, you're bigger than anything or any addiction that I will have to face, and I know that you will take this from me. So that was my prayer or declaration every single day. So I, I used to tell this story, but because of someone who I looked up to belittled it and made me feel ashamed of that story, I stopped telling it. It 
he would say something like, oh, you put God on a schedule so that, you know, one minute you with God, the next minute you're drinking. No, it's not, wasn't like that. It was more like, okay, so this is a declaration. This was the promise. If I knew I had to go to church, if I knew I had to go somewhere on Saturday, because I know Saturday was my, my weekend was my biggest days. I was like a closeted alcoholic. So on my biggest days, I would have to stop drinking at a certain time just so that I could go to church or so I could go to work. So I would say 7 to 8 o'clock. So that means that when I woke up on Saturdays, I could do whatever I want. But then <laughs> I started get, having things to do that would stand in the way of me, you know, doing what I normally do. And I was to drink. So either I was invited out or this lady from church called me, said, oh, well, called me up and said, I got this number. And I was calling different people to see if you would come with if you will be able to come with me to a breakfast on Saturday morning, a lunch, like a brunch. I said, oh, gosh, okay, well, then I could do this when I come back. So it wound up being almost an all-day thing because we started hanging out and talking and, like, stuff like that. Or, you know, <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay, so it was, like, just little things. And it wasn't a coincidence or anything like that. And from now, from where I sit now, as a published author and a business owner and um, that stemmed from all the problems that I went through, I realized that it was necessary, that those things was divinely set up to help me release from alcoholism. So I had to release, get rid of alcoholism just so that I could face the truth in my hurt. I had to stand in my hurt. I had to release the power back from the hurt and pain because alcohol was just a, the, like a Band-Aid for something. And it never really lasts that long because that would still make me angry, but it would numb me. But it wasn't, I, could, I won't say that it was like putting God on a schedule because my declaration actually happened. He was big. He is bigger and stronger than any addiction that I will have to face. Because as I kept on fighting through it, every single day, or something would just happen to show up, I noticed now that it was about replacing it, replacing or filling your time with something positive to get get away from something that was so negative in my life. So for imposter syndrome is for committing to your truth and who you are and not being guilty or ashamed of how you overcame. Come on now. That's something that should be glorified. glorified something that should be praised. So, imposter syndrome, ontimes.com, guys, I didn't even know that was a thing. It says, perfectionists, they set extremely high expectations for themselves, and even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. And any small mistakes will make them question their own competence. Experts, they feel like they need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly Look for new certifications or trainings to improve their skills. 
when the natural genius has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something he or she thinks she he or she thinks this means they aren't good enough. They are used to skills coming easily, and when they have to put in effort, their brain tells them that they are proof that they are an imposter. Soloists feels like they have to accomplish tasks on their own and if they need to ask for help. They think that means that they are a failure or a fraud or superman or superwoman. They push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they are not imposters. They feel the need to succeed in all aspects of their life at work as a parent, partners, and may feel stressed when they are not accomplishing something. So that is on time.com. If y'all want to go there, I will put that link also in the bio, in the um, show notes. But I just wanted to tell you that I'm like, I was wondering why I couldn't move forth in my own project and what God has placed in me. That's because I'm leaving him out. I am leaving him out. When I said from the beginning that God, you are bigger than anything, any addiction that I would have to face. He rescued me from them. And now that I'm here, I'm thinking I don't have anything to give to people. And that's a lie from the pits of hell. I do. (laughs) I have a lot to offer. So I just want to get on here to talk to you about imposter syndrome and I also want you to think about it in your own life what are you covering up what truth do you refuse to stand in because people because you're afraid to look like you're a failure in front of others or you feel like it's not the right time to do it I know this young lady who had this certificate oh my gosh she had it in her closet and the box and the back <laughs> how we know because I was helping her move I was like, girl, why you got this in your own, um, um, in the box and in the back like this? She was like, because she didn't want to feel like she was bragging. I was like, girl, put that thing up on, on your own wall. I said, because it's an accomplishment. It's, it's not for you. It's not for nobody else to do it for you. Because if you have a bad day, you come inside, you look at that wall and look at that certificate, you remind yourself of who you are and what you had to overcome to get that certificate. So, what stuff are you, what thing that God has given you that you have placed in the back of the closet? I'm asking you, my listeners, <laughs> what is that thing? So, I ask you to start standing in your truth. Listen, this world, you see this world is falling apart all around us. What is that thing that God has placed in you? To help those in, in your part of your world. Instead of waiting to sit at somebody else's table, he has given you a table to set up to serve those that's going to come and want to sit, at, sit down and rest their tired feet and weary souls. So let's pray out, guys. I want you to think about that today. Dear Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform, God. Thank you for every single listener, oh Father God. Dear Father God, I ask that you 
continue to strengthen them, open their eyes, talk to them, oh Father God, lead them and guide them. Show them that box that's in the back of their closet that they have forgotten about, God. Dear Father God, make them pull it out and place it on that wall, oh Father God. Let it remind them of who you created them to be. Dear Father God, I ask that you touch this world and heal it, Lord Father God. Dear Father God, let the, the leaders stand up, Lord Father God, and those that are in leadership that are not living justly and rightly for you, God. I pray that their hearts and their minds will change or that they have to be removed until the next time. Dear Father God, I ask that you continue to lead us and guide us and shelter us. Look on our black men and black women, our children, oh Father God. In the name of Jesus, dear Father God, I ask that you continue to grow us, continue to mature us. In the name of Jesus, amen.